Started, so we are beginning the new parak here on Dafsam Fav Almanal Kongadul. We have a widow to marrying a Kongadul or a Grusha Vachalutzel Konedyot, obviously a forbidden union. Okay. And, um, and she brought to the house um, some slaves. Some of them were slaves called Avdi Malug, the other ones were slaves called Avdi Tzombarzel. So this is uh, the, there, there's very important difference to understand what, uh, what these two terms are. They come up all the time. They're called Nixay Malug versus Nixay Tzombarzel. So, so if anybody was at a wedding and they paid attention to what's written into the Ksuva, You'll notice that uh, it describes certain pro- properties that were brought into the marriage, and uh, they were evaluated at X amount of money, and uh, the husband is accepting to, upon dissolving of that marriage, if either through divorce or th- with his death, to pay to that amount, plus he adds on whatever amount that he's adding for the ksuva. This is the tax, basically, of most ksuvas. Anything that's written into the ksuva, a uh, locked-in valuation, that's called um, sometimes there's stuff that she brings into the wedding that is not into the marriage, that is not really tied into the ksuva. And then um, it, the property is treated differently. And we'll see more about how it works. But in this case, the Abdi Malug and Abdi Tzon Barzo. So the first group, which is Abdi Malug, which were not written into the ksuva. So Abdi Malug, lo cannot feed the coin, the coin husband cannot feed those slaves truma. He can feed them truma. Okay? Even though it's a forbidden union. What is the definition of Avdimluk? Practical difference is this. In Mesu, if something happens to these slaves, Mesu lost. She, she suffers the loss. In Mosiru, let's say they increase, they have kids, and now there's more slaves. She gets the gain, she suffers the loss. Okay, whatever happens is a fluctuation, market fluctuation. It's the same slaves, whatever they're worth on upon exit, that's what she gets. No uh, guarantees, no promises, no anything. Okay. Next, Avopi uh, Even though technically, um, during the period of time while they're married, all the food. I mean, after all, he's getting their work. They're working for him. They're serving him. He feeds them. But it doesn't matter. It's still, uh, still not allowed to eat truma. Okay, we'll see why in the Gemara. What is Abdi Tzombarzel? He took on a locked-in value, so that's why it's called Son Barzel, sheep that are made of iron, which basically means that the value is locked in at the value at the time of the marriage, which is you know they're worth exactly hundred thousand dollars. All the slaves. That's how much he owes to that value. But only if they divorce, right? Only if they divorce yeah. or if he dies. Okay. Oh, that, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so by the Tzon Barzel, um, it's uh, in Mesu, if they, if they die, if, uh, slaves die, he suffers that loss. Mesu lo. Bimbo siru, if they increase, siru lo. He gets the increase. The, the slaves, the new slaves don't belong to her at all. Okay, and since it's fully his responsibility, so that's the fundamental difference. Even though again, this is a forbidden union, mind you. He's a, she's a widow and he's a kongadol, or she's a divorcee and he's a calling. It's still the avdei tzon barzel because we do recognize it as a genuine marriage. Avdei tzon barzel, he feeds truma too. 
The Avde Malug, he cannot. Now, what about a case of a Bas Yisrael, where it wasn't a forbidden union? She's a regular Israel, Israelite woman. Which is a totally legal marriage. And she brought in slaves to the marriage. Here it does not matter whether they're They're all allowed to eat truma, and that's the story. What about the case of the reverse scenario? Bas Cohen. She, a Paschoi, married Israel, and she brought slaves to the marriage. So neither can eat So basically, a Bas Yisrael to a Kohen, all can eat Truma. Bas Kohen Yisrael, none can eat Truma. And a Gerush of a Chalutza to a Kohen or a Mono to a Kohen Gadol, so then it depends. If it's if it's Avti Tzombarzal, they can. If it's Avti Mulog, they cannot. So that's why, the summary. Why would a Baskoyin even it would be a question? Like, she can't eat anymore, no? Correct. But it, we, we, we're putting in the full... We're putting in the full thing. We'll see how... Let's get the discussion going. Okay, so firstly... Am I? Why not? What's the reason? They're Avdimuluk, so why shouldn't they eat Truma? After all, it's his, it's his property. For now... It's his Kenyan that acquires our Kenyan. Meaning, what we're talking about here is, is that when you think about it, his wife is like, his, is like a Kenyan. He, he married her. That's a right, nickness. Right? She's, she's acquired to the husband. So, she, so in that sense, she acquires slaves. Those slaves are like his slaves. So in that sense, why should <coughs> me be able to feed them truma? Okay? Tanya, as the price says, how do you know that by a coin? He should have married. And he also bought slaves. So he married a woman or he bought slaves. Which, is referred, which covers both marriage and property. Okay? What about if the woman purchases slaves? Or his slaves have bought slaves? They too can eat truma. So that's the story. So, Oh, that's what Gemara asked the Kasha. I mean, Rashi asked the Kasha. He says, how does the Evid have money to buy a father? <coughs> Answer is, somebody gave money to the slave. He gave him money on the condition. Or the, anyway, the bottom line is, it's possible. Actually, we did. I don't know where we had it. Very recently. Tzitva, who was the slave of Evid Kanan of, uh, of uh, Mephibosheth. Where do we have that? He had slaves of his own. So, um, yes. So how did that happen? There it is. It's possible. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, uh, so anyway, that's the... So, so therefore, that's the question. So the answers. Here's the rule. The rule is, if the person can eat, so then they can feed. So therefore, since this woman who's of halala by marrying, she's a widow, she married a Kohen Gadol, and makes her into halala. So therefore, since she can eat, so therefore she cannot be Michael to her slaves. Okay, that's the idea. Is that not true? Is that true? 
there's plenty of people who they, they themselves cannot eat truma, but they can feed truma. Look at anybody who's tummy. They cannot eat truma, but they can feed truma. So uh, you, your rule is flawed. So Gemara says that's a big difference. There, really, they could eat truma. There's some side factor that's not allowing them to eat truma. Okay? It's like you have a toothache. You can't eat truma. Yeah, I can't eat truma practically because my, my mouth hurts and I can't eat anything. I can't chew. But it doesn't mean that I can't eat truma. You understand? Same thing. If a person's tummy, he has the same as a toothache. He can't eat truma practically because right now he's tummy. He's an RL. He, has, uh, he can't eat truma because he doesn't have a mila. But, you know, you fix it, then he could, then he could eat truma. So he's bad. So somebody who's capable of eating truma. So that's different. Mar says, I very mamzer. What about a mamzer? He himself can eat, or Michael, but he does feed her, feed someone to eat. What's the case of mamzer? What, what do you mean a mamzer? The answer is simple. Okay, so you have a, a, a regular Bas Yisrael who's married to a Kohen. Uh, and he, she has a daughter. No problem, that's fine. So um, even if the Kohen dies, she can eat on the basis of the daughter. The daughter married somebody who she's not allowed to marry and has a kid. The kid's a mamzer. Okay? Happens to be, right, even let's say the daughter's dead, everyone's dead except for that grandchild who's a mamzer. The grandma, the mamzer's grandmother, can eat truma only thanks to that mamzer because she still has offspring from her calling, uh, from her calling husband. So the mamzer is feeding, obviously that mamzer himself is not allowed to eat truma. Now the truth is, Raj says, you don't have to make him into a mamzer. Even if he's a Yisrael, he can't eat truma. But the case of that case was talking about a mamzer was saying that Sometimes a mamzer is better than a kohen gadol because sometimes it's the other way around. She's a bas kohen; she can have a, a um, um, I don't know what's going on over here. We may have to re-sign on because it's telling me that we're running out of time. Um, so, but uh, we'll figure it out. Okay. If we if we have to re-sign on, I'll sign back in, and you'll sign back in. Okay. What? What's your question? Do you understand the case? It's a grandchild, Mamzer. Grandchild, Mamzer. And then she, the grandmother is allowed to eat because she has offspring from her husband who's a Kohen. She, her husband died, so she's not, and she's a Basisarot, but if she has any offspring down the line, that enables her to eat. That's what we're talking about. So again, what about that case? The Mamzer is able to, is Eino Ochel Umachel. So anyway, the Gemara says... The mom's intrigue is to her to be able to eat. Yeah, he right, he's not, right. He himself cannot eat. That's what we're trying to show here. So you see, your rule is not a, valid, not a proper rule. So Ravina, Rav, Ravina says, that's not the same thing. Kinyan okal kamar, kinyan okal machal, shein okal einu machal. Don't bring in the mom's. That's not, he's not had nothing to do with kinyan. That has to do with the fact that she still has connection to her calling husband. Through the mom's through the mom, thanks to the mamzer. But the point being is that's nothing to do with this. What we're talking something, about is where a, a Kenyan that can eat can also feed. A Kenyan that can't eat can't feed. That's all that's saying. You know, don't bring that, that case of the mamzer. It's not relevant. Now, that's one answer. Amar, a different explanation that uh, you want to know what's the story with Abdim Maluk. Why don't we let Abdim Maluk eat? I, it's a Kenyan. Of the, even if it's a Kenyan of a Kenyan, it still technically should be allowed to eat. Really, also, since it's his obligation to feed them, they should be allowed to eat min Torah. They are allowed to. <coughs> However, the rabbis made a decree. 
after you know the after all that uh, you know i won't don't eat uh, my 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 servants won't eat um we want her to feel again remember it's a forbidden union over here okay she's a divorcee married a coin did the wrong thing we want her to feel like an outcast how do we make her feel like an outcast that if she, not only she doesn't eat but even the slaves that she brought into the marriage also don't eat. So it's like, Zonietza, what am I? I'm just like a prostitute here. Uh, forget it, I'm not staying married. It would be worse the other way around, no? If the slave would eat, she's less than the slaves. No, but I'm saying it's like, it's like even, the, that, even somebody who normally would eat, my slaves who's, who's serving him, they're like, everything's out, the whole thing's outcast. Anyway, it's not what, that's not how it works. Anyway, he'll divorce her, and that's uh, and that's what we want because we, this is a forbidden union. Every act of relations is an avera. Okay, Ravashi Amar a different reason. The reason why the rabbis made a decree: We're afraid that what's going to happen? They're eating the whole time during the lifetime of the husband, the kohen, these slaves. And now he's dead, and now she'll continue to feed them truma. Sugmar says, if that's the problem, so what about a bastrol too? That was married to the coin. Lo tachel, she should also not feed her after meluk. Gzera shem tachel la achramisa. Maybe she'll continue to feed them after death. So that doesn't make sense. So hello, Ravashi is Ravashi. So we are sort of reinterpreting Ravashi. Balmana kahenis. We're talking about a uh, the widow was herself a baskoin. So she was a baskoin, married to a regular, married to Koyin. a kohen, let's say, and then he he died. So now she's a widow. And then a kohen gadol wanted to marry her, so the kohen gadol married her. Now, that's a forbidden union. Not of kohenim in this. She herself is a baskol. <clears throat> and then what happened? The asilaru. She's going to say a svar like this: After my first husband died, my my slaves continued to eat truma. Okay, the beinasha from my family. Okay, nothing to do with my husband. In now lahai. Now I married kohen gadol, my husband number two. Actually, which woman is still eating the truma to cover it for my husband? Vashta, and now he's dead. They'll go back to what it was before, that they'll be able to eat truma from the family. I, the other, which he doesn't realize, is to make Carlos Shavisa Nafshil Chalal the first time around. But after the first divorce, first, uh, her first husband died, nice. so then she wasn't a halala. But when this husband, when he ma- she married this Kohen uh, Gadol, she became a halala. That's the big difference. So Kamar says that works, but that's a, true by a widow who's a kahanis. So there's a svara that she might think that it should be better. She never had the, the ability. She was a basrel. After her first husband died, she wasn't able to feed her servants truma. So there's no reason why she would think that she should go back to that. So what's we have to worry about? Some widows, we, we, we make it across the board. It's called a low plug. We don't make distinctions, and that's the story. What? Okay. What? Mm-hmm. Exactly, widows are widows. We don't. Once, once some widows are a problem, we say all oh, widows are the same. Same niche. <laughs> okay. Itmar. So now we have here machlokas amaron. Hamachneses shom levayla. So a woman brought in um, items into the marriage, and they were evaluated, which basically means that it's nixe tzom barzal. It's property that's tzom barzal. Tzom barzal means it's locked in. Okay. 
Um, she says, okay, we're getting divorced. I want the china set that I brought into marriage. It was evaluated, appraised by, by, upon the marriage, and lot written into the ksuva for that it's worth, I don't know, $5,000. Um, it's still worth the same $5,000. I want the china, actual china back. And he's like, no, you brought it into the marriage. I wrote it into the ksuva. $5,000 is what you're getting. But the china, I'm keeping. Classic divorce my argument. This is where the lawyers make the money, whatever. I could actually, the, the Sun Barzell uh, item may be uh, appreciated significantly. Could, doesn't matter. Doesn't no, matter. so what, what she's claiming is that That's she's... That's she wants the original fact. Well, it's not saying that. We're talking about, let's talk about where it's, it's, it is the same value. But not she wants, relevant, not relevant. But the qu- point is, she wants the Kaylee itself. It's emotional, only emotional. She wants the, the item itself, and he says, no, the deal is the money. I had a Christ for it. I'm only giving you money. That's the question. So, Kliyani told us, So, Adin Imi, who... Who's right over here? So Rav Yudah says, Hadin Ima, she's right. What? She gets the keli. And Rav Hamiyamar, Hadin Ima, he's right. What's the deal? Rav Yudah, Hadin Ima, why? Mishum, Shvach Beisavir. Because after all, since it's a property thing that she brought into the marriage, it's like an heirloom. So she has a, a right to the heirloom itself. It's provided it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's the same value. Now, obviously... Because again, it was locked in at a certain value. So, that's hers. Since we said, if they die, he has to pay for it. If it goes up in value, he gets the increase. So, and since he's obligated fully in all damage, I mean, everything. So, yeah, um, so. Yochlu, um, there he's able to feed them truma by the case of the like we saw in the mission by this by the slaves of Nixi, of Avdizon Barzel, so therefore he's entitled to it. That's the machlokas. Now Amr of Safra, Miktani Vein Shalo. It didn't say. I mean, yes, it's quote a quote of the Mishnah, but uh, that Mishnah is not exactly a good proof. It didn't say that the slaves are his. All it says is that he's responsible. But it doesn't mean that the slaves are actually his slaves. Just because he's chayv achrayas, can they eat truma on the basis of his achrayas? Meaning, what, what, he try, what, Rav, what Rav Ami is trying to say here is, is that the fact that he's able to feed truma to those slaves proves that they're like really his slaves, not her slaves, Okay. Um, just because he's chayven achrayis, why should they be able to eat truma? But didn't we learn in the Mishnah? Yisrael shesachar par mikayin. If you have a regular Yisrael that rents a cow from the kohen, harez eachilena karshini truma can feed the karshini truma to the cow. That's the kohen's cow, even though I can't eat, but and I'm I'm responsible for the cow. It's not. It's, I still allow to feed the cow uh, truma. Kohen shesachar par Yisrael. If you have the other way around, the kohen rents a cow from Yisrael. Even though it's his obligation, obviously, you know you have to pay for the food when you when you, uh, when you rent a cow. Yeah, you cannot uh, feed it kashini truma. So even though it's his responsibility, so you see, achrayis don't doesn't automatically uh, equal a, a right to feed. 
So Gemara says, V'tizra, does that make sense? It's not the same kind of level of achrayis. Uh, one second. Let me re-sign in. What happened? It got disconnected because were, the time ran out. I don't know why. But what? You have an account, no? This is, uh, this is a different one? account. Yeah, this is the free one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why didn't you use the regular one? Huh? Whatever. Uh, it's usually not a problem. The Betisbra, Freg the Gemara, Ni Nami de Mechaev, Be Geneva Vaveda, even if he's Chaev as a renter, in, if it's something happens, like it gets stolen or lost, but Be On Seha, or Be Chachshel, Be Nafchis, uh, what if what if an onus happens? What if it gets weaker? Stam the animal gets a little bit weaker. What if it's nifchas? Uh, what if it uh, the value went down? You know, in general, cow value went down. He's not his problem. He's not responsible. It's not full responsibility. If you want to know what about when he would be allowed to feed truma, that's when it's like a hundred percent achrayis, like this case. Yisrael shesham para mikoyen. So if you have a Yisrael that evaluated the cow from the kohen for like, uh, which basically um, they locked it in at a certain value that, uh, and they made a deal that I'm going to give back exactly this amount. In other words, like right now the cow's worth $100 or whatever it is, $1,000. I need $1,000 worth of cow back. You know, either the cow is still worth $1,000, but if it went down in value, you owe me the money, okay? So, um, so in the safe, it says, He's not allowed to feed a truma, even though, because it's full responsibility of the Yisrael. Why? Because it's fully his responsibility. It's basically his. And that's what this is exactly like. So, Yosef, Yosef, So, we have Rabbi of Yosef sitting in the Shir, of Rav Nachman, they were saying, In fact, their Bryce is backing both opinions. They both have, you know, some Tanaitic source to their position. Why? First Rabami. It says, Avdi the Aved, who is a Tzombarzel slave, who's Shein Vayin? As we know, that a slave goes free if a tooth or an eye is knocked out. It's just an example, tooth and eye, the Torah talks about, but it's really, it could be other body parts. But the bottom line is, who, and the only, it's only the when the owner, only when the owner knocks it out, does he, uh-huh. does, it, does, he, does he go free? If some stranger knocks out his eye, it's nothing to do, right? The stranger so, has to pay, no? Stranger pays damage. a little damage, yeah. but what it's makes it free? That's a step, no. So, by Abdi Sambarzo, the man, who knocks it out, well, then the slave will go free. You're not the woman, not the wife. Okay? Um, so that's a basically saying that had been emo, that he's the one who's, who has the rights because it's his slave. Because we look at the, look at who's defined as the owner. So that's a right to the Ravami. Okay? And Tanya Kavase, the Ravyuda, and the price also says, it goes like Ravyuda, Amachres, Shum Labaila, somebody who brings. Uh, value uh, to her husband like, that's locked in, meaning uh, valuated property into the marriage. In Ratzabah Limkar, Lo Yimkar, if the husband wants to sell it, 
So she brought in this stuff. I, I can make a killing on it. Even, and uh, now there's profit. You know, went up in value. She brought it into the marriage. I only have to give her back X amount of money, and now it goes up That's in value. I, you could sell it. No, you cannot sell it. Lord, Elafilu Mishalo, Im Limkar, Limkar. You also, um, even, you know, uh, even if he evaluated items that he says, look, this is going to be for the Ksuva, some, some items, and they went up in value, um, he also can't sell it. Because it's locked in. It, the items themselves are locked in. Um, right? What if they sold it for, you know, you know, for the household? You know, they needed it for food or whatnot. Story came for Sorry, we, uh, we could undo the sale. The sales, invalid sale. They have no right to sell it. So what do you see? That they, they each have a legitimate claim to the item itself. So now, again, we're back to square one. We have Rav Ami, we have Rav Yudha. We have, Bryce is going like either side. What's the bottom line? So, I'm a Rav, I'm a Rav Nachman, Allah, Rav Yudha, Allah, is like Rav Yudha, that she gets her items back, mm-hmm. and she has a claim to them. I'm really Rav, Rav Nachman, I have a time to come Ami. What about the Bryce like Rav Ami? Doesn't matter. I have a time to come as the Rav Ami. Mistavra, time to Rav Yudha. The logic of Rav Yudha wins. Carries the day. Mishum Shvach, Beisavia. Because she brought something that has it has a, a heirloom quality to it, has a value of it's a, it's, a, it's something from it's an heirloom. It's an heirloom, and therefore it makes sense that she should be able to claim the actual item itself. Now, if, it's if a, you bring in another asset that is not an heirloom, then it's different. Yeah, it's just saying shvach She's claiming it's an heirloom. That's the point, you know. Like uh, she wants the item itself. To her, it's uh, you know has sentimental sentimental value. Yeah, so I have yeah. I have like a, from my great grandmother. There's a, a a pesach pot. It looks like a pail with this. You know, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. But like toss, it's like an heirloom. It's like something special. It's like what do you have from your I, great I, you know great grandmother? Yeah, but why is the difference between that and something else that she brought in? No, we're saying anything, it doesn't matter. Anything she brings in has some sort of shvach besavia to it, and therefore she has a claim for the item itself. That's the point. Okay. Um, so we have here an interesting story. So there was this lady, there was a, a silk garment that she brought into the marriage from her own household that was for the husband to wear. And then Shachav, the husband, died. So uh, she really wanted it back. What happened? The orphans grabbed it and you know, used it for the tachrichim, for the maize. Okay? Um, you know, the burial shrouds. Amarava, Kanya, Misna, here, the, 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 it's, it's owned now by the dead, uh, by, by the deceased. It's a burial shroud. She had lost it. Amrali Nanoi, Bereder of Yosef, Bereder of Lerav Kahana, so he has this cash of Amrava, Amrav Nachman, Alokhi Rebuta, but we passing like Rebuta, and it's really hers. So how are they allowed to do that? So Amrali, Milo, Mother Rebuta, the Mechusser Gavayna, it's still, even though she has a claim to it, it's not yet in her hands. Since it still needs collecting, collecting, so it falls into the category of Bershusikoi, it's still in the husband's Rishus. Anytime it's in the husband's Rishus, this is Rav Lashitasa, Damarava, Hegdish, Chametz, Veshechor, Mavkiyam, Midei Shibo, that those three things, Hegdish, Chametz, and Shechor, it's interesting here, 
not any of those, but it's hegdish, really. Once you cover a dead body, it's like it's hegdish, and uh, you know, it, has a, it overrides any shibud, and as well as chametz, and as well as freeing a slave. So in other words, even if I say this is... So if, if, the, if the slaves would be freed, you know, then they could be freed, and she has no claim anymore. Because the point is, it's something that, although she has a claim to the actual item itself, if the marriage would be dissolved, in the meantime, it's just a shibud, and there are certain things that can pop off a shibud. Anyway, so that's the bottom line, and we'll stop over here. here.